0: Um, George Floyd died and this everybody like on Instagram is going crazy about supporting black owned businesses and I wasn't even running a single ad and I made 13k in one month and that's why I was like I ain't never made 13k in one month working in a factory and that's what made me think like if I work for myself full time how much money can I really make.
1: What's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast, your favorite podcast that helps you grow both personally and professionally. I'm the host with the most, your favorite coach, the Cameron Lovelace, helping you create your version of the good life every single Thursday. And today, we have a phenomenal guest. Now, we, we've talked about business. We've talked about entrepreneurship on this podcast before. Um, But this layer of business, we're talking about building a brand, like building a a T-shirt brand on really something that, you know, it's popular to talk about, but it isn't always celebrated in the way that I personally think that it should. And it's actually this shirt that I'm wearing right now you can see the black Love t-shirts you follow me on instagram you see me and my wife wear the black Love t-shirts when we were on vacation in cancun and i got the the founder the owner operated uh ceo uh shout out to this black businesswoman please do me a warm welcome and give a, a warm welcome to mrs not miss mrs delicia brown <laughs> what's going on d hey
2: hey
0: Appreciate everybody <laughs>
1: Appreciate you for joining us, man. Tell, tell people a little bit about yourself, uh, where you from, and uh, we, we'll get started.
0: Okay. Um, I'm Delicia. I'm 29 years old. I have a little girl. I'm a single mother and a um, full-time entrepreneur right now. And I'm from Jonesboro, Arkansas. You probably don't know where Arkansas is, but that's where I'm from. <laughs>
1: A lot of the people I'm sure they know where Arkansas is from. I'm actually I actually <laughs> went to uh, JHS too. Which which school did you go to? Nettleton?
0: I went to Nettleton.
1: Shout out to shout out to the lesser school in Jonesboro. Um, <laughs> but okay, so let, let's jump right into it. Tell me um what was the inspiration behind getting the Black Love brand started? Well,
0: to be honest, I went to um New Orleans. Um, probably in 2019, 2018, and they did the, um I can't even think of what it's called, the big celebration they do every year. Essence Fest. Essence Fest, that's what it was. And I was so inspired when I was walking around, I saw all the brands and I saw some brands that I've seen on Instagram, and it just really inspired me to want to make a brand. So I came home and I just started thinking about what I wanted my brand to be, but I wanted it to be something inspiring something that connected with me and connected with others so that's when i started well that's when i came up with black love i mean i didn't come up with black love we all know black love is around us all but i was yeah. raised in black love My mom and dad were married 38 years before my mama died in 20, 2012 so that's kind of where black love i'm i'm literally the product of black love so that's where the brand came from
1: shout out to shout out to the parents how long you said 38 years
0: yes 38 years
1: Goodness. <laughs> what's, your, what's your dad doing now
0: he's a pastor oh so boy. yes he is so yeah i'm a p i'm a pk, a PK. i'm, a PK. <laughs> I'm a pk but don't believe what everybody you because it's not true <laughs> But, yes, my dad's a pastor, and he works in the community. He's from Newport, so he works a lot in his community. His church is in Newport, Newport mm-hmm. Arkansas. So. Gotcha.
2: What... Cool.
1: So before we get into, like, the, the building of the brand, tell me a little bit, like, about, like, the before. Like, what were you doing before? Like, were you working... At, at Walmart because I know there's not much to do in Jonesboro. Were you working mm-hmm. at the Nestle factory? Did you go to Arkansas State? Like what what was your what was your journey like before, so, like, before?
0: um I was working. I've been working in factories since I was eighteen years old, since I graduated high school. I did go to A State for graphic design, but I did not finish. It just it's something I always was good at and when I started doing it, I just kinda got bored with it. And then I really started working in the factories, and I started making that that money, and that's what really happened. And I kind of got stuck, honestly. And I don't, I always tell everybody not to get stuck in the factory because it's a real thing to get stuck mm-hmm. in there. I know people that work in there just been there for thirty years, and when I was there, they were like, "You still young? Get out while you can get out." So,
1: how do how do people get stuck in the fact Cause I don't, I don't know about their factory life. So tell, how do how do people get stuck in that? Is that is it is I, it is the money really that good?
0: I think it's the money. Like when you are young and you, my first job was a I was a waitress at well not a waitress I was a hostess at Colton Steakhouse and I was making eight dollars. And then okay. I went Shout to the to factory, right? Colton Steakhouse where I started, and I was there four years. But I went to the factory and I started making thirteen. Then I got moved up really quickly and went from thirteen to. The 15 to 18, making $500 a week, I thought I was rich, you know, back then.
1: This is, this is <laughs> in, what, 2012, 13?
0: Yeah, so I was, oh, yeah, I that's, remember, that's... yeah, to me, I was making a lot of money. Right. I remember I almost grossed $50,000 one year working there, so I was just,
1: At like 20 I years stuck. old.
0: stuck at like 20 years old, so I kind of got I Oh, yeah, got you stuck. living. Yeah. I, I was, I was living my best life, and I got in stuck Jones in there World? for it. Yeah. In Jonesboro, it was good for in Jonesboro. So, yeah, that's,
1: that's okay.
0: That's what happened. But okay. I wanted so, more though. So when what
1: was what was that 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 was there a moment like was it was it like okay you got tired of working 40, 60 hour a week like what what was that moment that started the shift?
0: Honestly, I've always been a really hard worker. Like I was a, when I was in college. I was working at Colton's and at Nestle. Mm-hmm. And so
1: working hold on, hold on, never hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said Colton's and Nestle?
0: I was working at Colton's Steakhouse in the mornings, going to Nestle at nighttime, then trying to squeeze in school. I I used I really like money. Like I can't even tell you I don't like i I love making money. So it didn't bother me working. Mm-hmm. Like that. So in school and Nestle, I was okay with that. And then I moved to another factory that was a lot more laid back and the hours were less. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I I didn't even think about quitting my job at all. Like I never even thought about quitting my job. I was like, oh, I could always maintain working here and and running my business. Mm-hmm. But I think it was probably when um George Floyd died and this everybody like on Instagram is going crazy about supporting black owned businesses. And I wasn't mm-hmm. even running a single ad and I made 13 K in one month. And that's why I was like, I ain't never made 13 K in one month working in a factory. And that's what made me think, like if I work for myself full time, how much money can I really make? I'm holding myself back working here,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know? So that's kind of when the whole mind shift change came to me.
1: Wait, so you you just jumped into entrepreneurship a year ago? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, in September. Like like full-time, full-time, full-time.
0: Yeah, my business will be um, two years in September of this year, but I became a full-time entrepreneur last year.
1: Okay, so take me, I want to make sure I didn't miss it. So you were working at, hold on, when did you graduate from Nettleton?
0: 2010.
1: Graduated from Middleton in twenty ten, hopped straight into the workforce working at Colton's, and then you mm-hmm. picked up uh, Nestle. Oh mm-hmm. now you had just started Arkansas State or you went back?
0: No, I was in A State the whole like I went to A State as soon as I graduated. So I was doing A State and Colton's for a long time, but it just wasn't doing enough. I wasn't making enough money. I wanted to be independent. Oh. Right. So I wanted my own place, and I wanted all this stuff. My daddy was telling you me, "You don't gotta campus. move out." Yeah, he was like, "You don't gotta do that." Yeah. I'm like, mm, "But I want to." So that's when I, my brother, my older brother actually worked at Nestle, and he got me on at Nestle. So that's how all that started.
1: And what year was was Nestle? 2012.
0: 12. So. So, so, I, so had- I worked 2012. I worked Nestle in Colton's, and with the school for about for t- almost two years. <laughs> I did. So we,
1: so we, so did, did. you not go out to parties? Did you not have? No,
0: like, I didn't go to parties. I barely slept. My boyfriend used to be mad at me because I was always sleep. He was like, "Why are you? You always sleeping? I'm like, "I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. You see how much as I do? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I barely had a social life. I barely had a relationship. I barely had any time for myself when I was doing all that. That's when I let coaches go like they didn't want to let me go when i worked at coaches. i worked there four years so i mm-hmm. tried i'm i'm really big on like i don't know i'm really a sensitive person so i try my hardest to hold on and then i was like i can't do all this at the same time no more
1: yeah that's, <laughs> but, that's crazy and actually that's actually yeah. interesting because i just heard something today that says you know if you are a great employee you'll You'll probably be great at business, at entrepreneurship, because the level Mm -hmm. of work ethic, like you show up Mm -hmm. on time, like you make sure everything is good for for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then when you transition to doing your own, you put that same level of work ethic into your business. It just even more. Right. Even more. (laughs) So before so before we get into that, I want to make sure I'm just I want to make sure I'm tracking good. So from graduate 2010. We work. We still working at Colton's. Then we add in yeah. Nestle's. Then we drop Colton's. When did we? When did we drop out of school? Because I know at some point you was just like, "All right, I'm just gonna stick with Nestle." I
0: did. Um, I think I dropped out of school um, probably like in 2014, maybe was it 2014 or 20, 2015? Because I had okay. a hard decisions to make. Um, school and my work was colliding and then Nestle mm. wouldn't work it wouldn't work with my school schedule mm-hmm. that's what was going on and I just was like do I really want to do this or do I really want to I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do honestly and I ended up dropping out of school because my grades were just they were oh, yeah. going downhill and I was spending all that money on school and I was just like I'm gonna take I I told myself I was gonna take some time off from school and then that's what I told myself and then I never Mm -hmm. ended up going back. That's what really happened, honestly. With school.
1: Okay, cool. So we so we five years post graduation, we're making good money at Nestle. What made you say, you know, let me let me try T shirts? What where where did that come from? Um
0: Nestle went to 12 hour shifts and oh. I was not feeling it.
2: Oh, no. Um, okay. So,
0: yeah, kind of hurt my heart a little bit. And, yeah, um, yeah I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling 12 hour shifts anymore. So, I ended up applying at another factory, Unilever, and they were eight hour shifts. It was just Monday through Friday. So, I had a lot of spare time on my hands. And to be honest, my older brother, he, um, had, was doing like a brand as well, but he lived in Georgia, mm-hmm. and so I was like trying to. I was like, okay, how is he making these shirts? And so I started doing like research, trying to figure out what's going on. And I told my dad. My dad did research as well, and we started figuring out that it really wasn't that hard to to make them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, so that's when I started looking into um making the shirts and everything.
1: Cool. So at at this point, was your was your daughter here? How old is your daughter?
0: She's four, so yeah, she was here. She's
1: four. So she was here so wait, she had four when so that two thousand and seventeen? Sixteen. Mm. Twenty sixteen.
0: Twenty
1: sixteen. So mm-hmm. at this point you're working at Unilever and mm-hmm. so you got so you got more time. So you ain't working on weekends no more. Right. And then we started and then we look at, start the T shirt brand. And then yes. was the Essence Fest that year, twenty seventeen, we went or No. Essence Fest had
0: to be been twenty
1: eighteen. Okay, so fast forward twenty eighteen, then we start building the brand. Right. Okay, cool. And at this point are you still in Jones at, at that at that point are um, you still in Jonesboro?
0: I'm still in Jonesboro because before I even started my brand I had another business. It was a clothing boutique, but it didn't last very long because I wasn't very passionate about it. But I was doing my clothing brand boutique right before I went to Essence, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was going like to some of the women that I aspire to be like, uh, going to their um their booths and going to like their stores and I was talking to them and taking pictures with them. But it's like, once I actually got into the SS, I actually started walking around and I started like seeing the brand and stuff. I was like, I want a brand, um, you know, I don't want to sell wholesale clothes. I don't want to do that. I feel like it wasn't very, not, not nothing against anyone that does it, but for me, I'm like a really creative person. So to me, it wasn't that creative. I wanted to, to put my, I want to put my create, my creativity into the business. So I was like, I don't think I want to sell boutique clothes anymore. I think I want to create a brand.
1: So what, what, was, um, what? So wait, you said you were doing wholesale. What? What is like again? I'm not in the t-shirt world, so help me, right? Help, catch me up.
0: Um, I had like a clothing boutique, so you know, like women that have the boutiques with yes. the
1: yes.
0: all the. That's what I was doing. So basically, you buy clothes wholesale and then you resell them at a higher price to make a profit off of it. That's what you do when you do, unless they're making them custom made. But I was just buying them wholesale and then reselling them, like a lot of boutiques do. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't something I was very passionate about, and I feel like that's why it didn't last very long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: I I was actually running the boutique and Black Love at the same time at first, but I was putting so much effort and time into Black Love, like my other business just started taking. It didn't get my other business to get me love, so I ended up just shutting that business down so I could put all of my effort, all my time into Black Love because I was also working as well, and I have a child, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. So let me ask you now this might be a little personal. You you tell. <laughs> Go ahead. What was, what what would was, do you have any experience because I mean you said you have a daughter. So I, right. I, I'm pretty sure well I'm not going to say pretty sure. Did you adopt the daughter or is she she yours?
0: She's not adopted. She's
1: mine. <laughs> All right, she's yours. So that means you know a little bit she's about mine. Black Love. Was Man. Was, the, was the brand like a little inspired by your personal touch? She said nope, nope. no. No. No.
0: I'll just be hundred percent honest. Like For sure. I really don't I don't like talking about it honestly, but my daughter, she she didn't come about like how I came about. She wasn't really a product of her parents being in love, honestly. Mm-hmm. My daughter was not.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So no. Um I, but I know there's so many other people in the world that are like me that mm-hmm. understand where I'm coming from. So that's kinda where like a lot of the the designs come from in my personal brand, like black love is self love and Mm -hmm. things like that. Because even though I may not have what my mom and dad have, I can still I still believe in black love strongly. Like I don't like my child's father doesn't really help me. But that doesn't mean that I write off all black men just because my child's father doesn't help me. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I did make my brand because I want other people to just to to understand, like, I'm I'm where you are. I understand where you come from. I understand, people don't think I understand because they think, oh, she she probably, she her mama. Like when I grew up, you came from a, a two parent household. You got the same name as your daddy and your mama. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, when I was young, I didn't understand that that wasn't a norm back then yeah. like I didn't understand that so when people would ask me that I didn't really get it so people kind of don't really understand black love a lot of people don't but it's, but it's so many people that do understand it so that's why I kind of built my brand for an awareness like black love is it's a beautiful thing like it really is even if you don't have it it doesn't mean you never gonna have it it doesn't mean that you don't have to believe in it just because you don't have it because honestly right now I I don't have it right now but that's not stopping me from pushing a message for others,
1: mm-hmm. you know. And that, and and let's like what I what I take from that is it's deeper than just love between two people, like it is. It's it's like black love is deeper than than like relational. Like it can be like it, your self love. It can be loving your like you look. You just said your most of your inspiration comes from loving your child, right? So... And that's
0: kind of like what, that's why I make so many memes. I, I make so many different shirts because I don't want people to just think, when I first started my brand, people would literally tell me, I'm going to buy a shirt from you when I get in a relationship. I'm like, no. That's why I started making other shirts. When I first started my uh... brand, the, the craziest thing about when I first started my brand, I could not sell a black love shirt. Like, it was hard to sell it. And that was the name of the company. Mm-hmm. People was buying everything else but. So I was like, okay. I made Marco Melon. I made um, the Africa shirt. The Africa shirt was one of the, the biggest selling shirts at first in mm-hmm. the uh, Marco Melon. And then I had the Black Culture Forever trending. That was selling really well as well. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I'm glad that I, I can reel y'all in with these, but I have something that I need to tell y'all. So that's when I started pushing Black Love more. And now, almost two years, like Black Love is the top seller now. But when I first started, I could not sell it.
1: <laughs> so you like, this, <laughs> and I was, this shirt right here. I thought, right it, here. Was you yeah, this I thought it was
0: me. Yeah, I thought it was me. No, it was not that one. And that's another okay. thing. I revamped it as well. Oh. So I feel like revamping it, it was a combination of revamping it and pushing it more, finding the right audiences to mm-hmm. sell it to. Because at first I was selling it you know, around Johnsboro, younger crowds. It wasn't really selling like that.
1: Yo, but, tell me, hold on. Tell me about these first shirts. Tell tell me about like your first brand because you said you had a background in, in graphic design. So I bet you thought them first shirts were like were sweet. So like, tell tell me about them first shirts. Do you have it on you? I know you got the whole t shirts in your background. Do you have it? No, it's it's trash. They they thrown away. Forever. You
0: know, oh, when it's old news, you just get rid of it. But right when I first started, I thought they was cute. You know. Hmm. I had did a photo shoot, but when I, when I very first started my brand, it was more of me trying to push a message, and it's like people wasn't really resonating with my message when I first started, because I was really strong on Black Fathers when I first started the brand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I had, like, the stereotype tea with the men's um, words crossed out, and I don't know. It's like when I first started, it's like a lot of people from my hometown... Arkansas kind of little, and it's not as cultured as other places. So
1: my brand didn't
0: do that well, especially in the beginning.
1: Black culture.
0: (laughs) Yes, it it didn't do very well in the beginning, and it was a little bit, it was a little bit frustrating in the beginning because I was like, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Like I don't know, but it's like when I started doing pop up shops and stuff like that, and really when I I saw I went to Little Rock. And I did a pop up shop in Little Rock, and I sold a lot. And I was like, "Whoa!" Cause I couldn't sell like that in Jonesboro. But when I went to Little Rock, people say like, I ain't never seen a brand that got all black shirts. Like, "Ooh, I like this." I'm, people were just buying, it and I was like, "Okay, maybe you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's not what I think it is." So I don't know. I feel like sometimes in the beginning, it a brand is a little discouraging because sometimes people people don't understand what you're trying to say or people don't, they don't see your vision or they don't a lot of times it's sad but a lot of people don't really buy stuff until it does get popular then everybody want to buy it so in the beginning I always tell people do not give up in the beginning because that's the hardest time for business owners in the very beginning
2: mm-hmm.
0: so if I would have gave up in the very beginning then black love would do
1: Say that. What if I could show you exactly what's holding you back from reaching your greatest potential? What if I could help you see the most effective areas in your life that you should be spending the most time in instead of wasting it in all these other areas? What if I could help make your most intimate relationships even better? Would that interest you? Well, then my friend, I would like to welcome you into the jungle. The W2J program is designed to help you grow not just professionally, but personally as well. You're not only going to get a customized, yes, customized 22-page report that's gonna show you what animal you are, your secret superpower, your weaknesses, your ideal environment to be most effective, your communication style, it's gonna show you it all, but I'm going to spend an hour with you so that you can implement it into your life immediately. So what are you waiting for? Click the link below this video, go to the website, and schedule your assessment and your appointment today. And now, back to the show. So it, but what I'm hearing also you say is that it sounds like you have to find your audience. Cause like, I know I I grew up in Jonesboro uh, and I know that, you know, when you're in, when you're going through school, it doesn't feel like, like the ratio, yeah. it feel like the ratio is kind of like even between like white, right. black. But then when you become an adult, you realize that it's like, yeah, there's a lot more mm-hmm. white people here than we think. Uh, then like not as white. many black people. And it right. sounds like when you went to Little Rock, like you like learned. OK, sometimes I have to go to my audience. So how did you take that lesson and like start to grow your business?
0: Um, I was a lot more caref- careful about the events that I picked, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, an embarrassing story, the very first event I did was in Georgia and I spent a hundred dollars on the event and I made zero dollars and zero cents. So, um,
1: Was it anywhere in Georgia or was it Atlanta, Georgia?
0: It was in Atlanta, Georgia, but it was the type of an event that I was at.
1: Tell me about the event. I didn't
0: know. Um, It was like in a club and people were smoking weed and it was just a lot of things going on in the event. And it was just. It's like people saw they stopped at the set up, they, they thought it was nice, it's like, oh, these are some nice shirts, but they didn't want to buy them. They was mm. in the middle of a club, you know? So,
2: yeah.
0: it's like I had to be, when I first started, I didn't know anything about anything, so I had to be a lot more cautious, cautious about the events, like I had to ask people questions and more cautious about the vendor fee and things like that, and when I started actually asking people, well, actually people started inviting me that's what really happened when I was in Little Rock, and I did that event. After that event, people started inviting me to events, asking me to be a part of events. Mm-hmm. So that helped me out a lot as well.
1: So what 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 kind of events for for your particular niche, like work? Because that because obviously like that, even though it was in Atlanta, right. it was a club and it and it didn't work. So what what kind of event mm-hmm. does work for for your particular brand?
0: For my particular brand, I sell more to um, the older crowd and I didn't really figure that out at first like I was doing like younger I was doing a state events and stuff like that and people was like, ooh I like your stuff but they didn't have no money just to be 100 <laughs> percent honest they just didn't have any money because they would be like yeah. can I get a free they would want a free button because they liked it they just couldn't afford it. Mm. and in the beginning i was dropping my prices like i was doing so much trying to sell and i was like no my shirts are worth what they're worth i'm not going to keep dropping my prices to get people to, to bomb i gotta figure out what i'm doing and i started realizing Go ahead.
1: how how much was the shirts when you stepped on a college campus
0: i think um the first college event i did I think they were I think I did a two for something deal too, like a two for thirty five or something like that. I don't even remember but So
1: about twenty dollars a shirt essentially.
0: Yes. Yeah. They yeah, no, now college, yeah shirt.
1: no, college students do No.
0: It. You gotta catch them when they get that refund check, you F-
1: know. Yep.
0: No. Yep. hmm So I started realizing I, if I go to events with especially like events with women events, like mm-hmm. women buy off emotion. So mm-hmm. I realized if I go to an event that I know is going to be women there older especially like and I'm not talking about old or I'm just talking about older like 20s mid 20s late 20s and older. I do very good at events like that, but that was something that I had to learn over time. Mm.
1: How long so if we started in 2017, how long did it take you to learn that?
0: I started my brand in 2019. Okay. But it didn't take me very long because I pick up I pick up on stuff really fast. Got so it. I probably like after my second or third event is really when I picked up on what was going on. And I had to realize I had to. It was certain things that sell as well. I have I have certain that sell online good but don't sell in person good. I don't know why, but
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: things that I had to figure out. This sells, this design always sell when, I, when I'm, when I'm in example. public. Give me an example. Definition of black shirt. If I take that to a pop-up shop, it always sell. Every time.
1: Mm-hmm. Every
0: time. Actually, when I did an event in Little Rock for Juneteenth, it sold out. So, it's shirts I had to learn. But the the shirt you have on, yep. does, that does not sell well in, in person. person? Really? No. It does not. It does not. hmm it doesn't matter if it's younger or older. It just does not sell. Some people be like, what does that mean? And i
1: Okay, let me put so. the screen so people can see it. So you're talking <laughs> about this shirt that says B L K L U with a heart. Mm-hmm. This, this, shirt like, ain't, sometimes,
2: this shirt
1: ain't hot in person.
0: Mm-mm, it's not. But it sells very well online. It's a top seller online. Mm. But it's just something that I had to learn. Mm-hmm.
2: That, sh-
0: that shirt started off as a. a a a little kid shirt i wasn't even gonna make that an adult shirt actually my siblings my sisters were like can you put that um black love part shirt on an adult shirt because i want it and Mm. i was like i mean it's a kid shirt but okay and i did it and boom
1: boom (laughs) it's just been popular
0: and just yeah it's popular
1: i noticed that you do this um that you do this design on like on your models like, I noticed that, like, this is, like, you might have... Like, I got the black. I got the plain black, but I know I've seen it in yellow. I've seen it in tie-dye, but it's the same, like, Black Love same one. brand. It, what, mm-hmm. So, is it, like, when you saw that this was popping, you was like, okay, let me try this in other ones? Or what, what was that?
0: I saw it was popular. so I'm going to put it on everything because it always sells.
1: And it's just been so, going It's just since.
0: been selling jogger sets. Everything I put it on, it always sells. So... You're gonna see a lot of black love part everywhere
1: <laughs> boom I like that I, I listened to another like podcast recently and she this woman had a clothing brand she said that she models it intentionally to like show people how to wear her shirts do you do you gotta have that strategy too like when you have because I don't even I don't even think I've seen you on the black love page
0: yeah. there you go this is what people know about me I'm actually shy.
2: So, really?
0: I've always been a very shy person. This is my very first um, online interview, everyone. So, I'm okay. very shy. And when I started my brand, I was like, I don't want to be the face of the brand. Mm. I don't. When I very first started it, like, people that's been there from day one, day one, that started, I it was me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Modeling the actual shirt. And I was so tired of doing it. And I was like, I don't want to be the face of my brand. I don't. So, I went to people that I knew. And um, asked them to start modeling for me. Mm. And the funny thing about it is, one of my homeboys, Jay Reed, when um, people thought it was his brand,
1: people,
0: yeah, <laughs> they thought it was his brand because he was one of the models. He's I know him for so long, he's one of the models that's been with my brand since almost the beginning. Is so he was in almost app? every photo, yeah. Even I'm not gonna talk about him about how he missed the last two shoots. he Hard. knows, but anyways
1: i'm just yes. i'm just trying to find i'm just trying to look i'm looking on the instagram now i'm trying to see if I can he's the
0: one out. to have the like um the dreads like the um he just started dreads, but in the beginning he didn't have dreads so that's how you know he's been with the company for a while
2: Gotcha. but
0: yes people thought it was his brand
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: would know that they thought it was his brand because they always like in the comments they'd be like bro i love this design i'd be like
1: he's like, not I'll a bet. bro <laughs> and so like, oh, that's
0: why admit, honestly sure. Honestly that's why I started posting like memes to be like black little Pairs owned by a black woman.
2: <laughs> ah. I'm
0: like, uh, just to let everybody know, mm-hmm. it's me, a woman. So I started like posting black little Pairs owned by a black woman. I like post a picture and everything. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't I don't care about being the face of the brand. So I'm not I'm rarely on the page to be honest.
1: Uh, and that that's a that's interesting because people that are our age like typically want to be the face of the brand i'm
0: very humble i'm a humble person i always been kind of like to myself kind of introvert so i was like you know what i don't have to be the face of my brand.
1: you're good on that i'm good on that gotcha gotcha. but if somebody
0: want to know then you know i'm gonna let them know it's me
1: (laughs) hey boom it's me if you want to me in the magazine, me. I I put it. me on a podcast, yeah. all right. Baby, um, yeah, that
0: is me. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. So tell me about when, like you, you said, because when George Floyd died, R. um, That's when like a lot of like there was a spike. And mm. you know what I, I noticed in the in like the, the clients that I work with is that you want to make sure that those spikes are not just outliers. Like, you want to make sure that you try to duplicate it or try to continue, like, that momentum so it isn't just, like, a, a one-month thing. So how did you take, like, that momentum mm-hmm. and push yourself in a position where you can do it full-time, full-time? What was that like?
0: Um, Honestly, when I got that spike, it shocked me because I, I remember I told my sister, I was like, I pray that God lets me make um, because during that month I had did a I had put all of my social media that I was going to um, donate 10% of the sales to the Black Lives Matter movement so I was like I just pray that I make $7,000 so I can donate at least $1,000 to the Black Lives Matter movement and then I ended up making thirteen k and I was like whoa mm. so my sister was like so you going to quit your job now and to be honest I was like no I didn't want to quit my job but, uh, why are you
1: counting my pocket, bro <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't want to quit my job, no. Mm-hmm. I'm still good at my job. My job don't bother me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But what mess- that month when I hit 13K, it was like over, I don't know, like 300 orders that month. But mm-hmm. the thing about it was all the- all of that money came at the very end of the month. It-, it came in like, I don't even remember. It was like in one week when it all happened. It was so crazy. And I had a, a lot of orders to get out and it's just me. And I didn't know how to get them all out. Like, I had to call my family. They came from Georgia. drove all the way to Arkansas just to help me get some orders out. But what made me want to, like, shift and everything is because my job would not work with me. Like, at a factory, factories don't really play. Like, you don't.
1: Right.
0: They don't play around with the schedule and everything. So, <laughs> I don't know.
1: So, I don't you say, I don't, like. So so when you say they didn't want to work with you, what was you asking? Was you asking like, "Hey, can I come in later? Can I get a day? What was you asking for? I
0: was basically like, I was trying to get time off, but I was on a new line and I was basically like on the line that I started up on the line and I was working on a machine. So kind of I was like kind of an important asset to the line, so they didn't want to give me my time
2: mm-hmm.
0: because they needed me. But I needed to do something else. That's what they didn't fail to realize. It's like they kept pushing me because they needed me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yo, like that. That's funny that you say that because I've heard that you know the the time to transition to full time entrepreneurship is when your main job is hindering you from making more money over here.
2: hmm
1: So, it, so you and that's basically
0: to, what happened with me
1: because he was trying to. I'm guessing you were trying to provide excellent service to make sure that, hey, if I get, if I'm getting, cause like that thirteen thousand dollar month was it like, two three hundred dollar two, two three hundred shirts? What? How many shirts was that?
0: Oh, I don't even remember because it was three hundred plus orders, so and it was shirts that it was orders that had way more than one shirt in them.
1: Right. So we got. So I don't even shirts. remember.
0: I don't even remember how many pieces. I don't even know how many pieces we did, but. It was the fact that my family doesn't know anything about what I do. So they were trying to do things for me while I was at work, but I'm kind of like, really, I like things done perfect. I like things done my way. And I like to oversee everything so I can know everything's going perfect. So Mm
2: -hmm. they
0: couldn't really do much when I wasn't there. And so it was, my job was really holding me back from not getting my orders out. It was taking like two, two and three weeks to get the orders out. And I was like, this is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable at all. And then you know that was COVID and everything else that was going on at that time. That's when COVID had just like hit, and it was hard to get stuff. To it was a it was a mess. It was bad.
1: <laughs> so how, hold on, hold on, hold That was in the middle of COVID. So how did you, how did you survive the pandemic? Because you said you went full time in that year. I
0: did. I went full time that year during COVID.
2: When
1: the, the
0: economy was bad. When the economy was bad, but to be one hundred percent honest, um, I did it because I moved out of my townhouse. Okay. Um, I ended up moving um to Georgia uh, after I quit my job I ended up moving to Georgia with my um older sister.
2: So mm-hmm. I took
0: that took my um a lot of my bills down and had mm-hmm. a lot more help with my daughter. So that's kinda how I ended up surviving COVID. Uh,
1: honestly. You, you- you cut that daycare bill.
0: I cut a lot of bills down when I moved, to be honest. Uh-huh. And I really I focused a lot I focused in a lot on my business. Like I really mm-hmm. did. So it was it was necessary to do. Like mm-hmm. even though I didn't want to quit, it was necessary for me to I needed to do it, to be honest
1: but what made you say like yo i'm gonna do this because a lot of people don't want to give up that that independence they want they don't want to move in with their sister they don't want to move in back home they don't want to they don't want to cut back them bills they like i i like my car too much i like my apartment too i like my space too much to to sacrifice right so what, what, because that's me
2: you...
1: yeah so what was that what, what made you say you know what i'm gonna do this uh
0: i think it was just my family like they just had a lot of talks to me about you know, do you know how much more, how much you could be doing if you was doing your business full time, and you know how much more time you would have like have with your, have, how much more time you have with your daughter? Because when you running a business full time and then you working full time, mm-hmm. that's taken away from being with my child. And I'm actually, and I'm her only parent in her life, so I had to think of take that into account as well. Like I'm kind of, I'm not around my daughter as much as well, so. It, it took a lot of talks, like a lot of talk downs because I'm a very independent person. My daddy knows how independent I am because he's been mm-hmm. getting on to me since I was young. So it took a lot of talks, But I finally was like, OK, you're right. You're right. I'm going to go ahead and do this. So
1: they did they have to cuss at you like that, bring your daughter into it.
0: They did not have to do that, but right. they did.
1: But they did. <laughs> and, and look at you now. Okay. Right. So, so when we when we transition to Georgia, what was that? What was that focus in for the for for the people that are listening to this that maybe are trying to figure out how to focus in on their business? Like, what what was that process for you to really focus in? You first first step, you cut the bills. I
2: did.
0: Um. To be honest, moving here, moving to Georgia, um. I didn't
1: drill a whole blank. What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I got you. You've been, <laughs> so you, you been feeling you've been filling orders all day. I'm sure. So I, I said, have. "What what was like your process of like focusing in? Like, because some people say if I can just focus, I can move the needle in my business. So what was that process for you when you moved to Georgia? Uh,
0: I was I was pretty much already focused before I moved down here, but For me, I just wanted, I always wanted a better life for me and my child. So that's always been how I get, that's always been a focus for me. So my main focus was I I, I didn't want to go back to my factory job. So honestly, when I moved down here, I started working on um, ads, Facebook ads. So I watched Mm -hmm. a lot of podcasts. Man, I pay. I watch free ones at first. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of free podcasts. I watch everything I can get for free on
2: YouTube,
0: mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, and then I started uh, watching, you know, getting some of the paid ones. So that's kind of like how I ended up taking my brand to a, a, another level. Because I'm not gonna lie, like when I got the 13k month, that next month it it went back down. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I was like, how hey, I'm gonna keep this up? Mm-hmm. So, I started looking more into Facebook ads mm-hmm. so.
1: man so you so you invested in the business, so you're saying that you you cut the bills so that you get put that money into the business
2: Mhm,
0: but this is something I mean, I don't know how other people run the business, but when I started my business, I was still working, mm-hmm. so I didn't pay myself. I didn't take a dime out of my business money. Everything mm-hmm. that was business, everything and everything was always separate. I had a business bank account. I had a personal bank account. Everything that had to do with the business came out the business account. I kept everything in the business account. I didn't take any money out the account when I made that 13K that all went into that business account. So when I moved to Georgia and I quit my job, I had to do a shift, a whole shift because I was like, whoa, all my, I can't just keep all the money in the business account no more because how i'm gonna live so i really had to learn how to budget right a lot and people don't like when that's why i tell everybody like don't just quit your job until you know that you don't quit until you know that you're ready until you and until your business is making x amount of sales consistently because mm-hmm. it, if you do it's That's when people get to that point where they feel like they gotta shut their business down.
1: Yo, people got that quit that quit my job spirit strong these days though.
0: They do, and manifesting and quitting my job, and I believe like manifesting, yes, and praying. I pray too, but at the same time, if you're only making a thousand dollars in your job, don't just quit. I mean, on your business, don't quit your, don't quit because you think, oh, I can make more money. Mm-hmm. I can make an X amount of money just if I can go full time in my business. That's not always necessarily true.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I always tell people, don't quit, don't quit until you're making a consistent amount of sales because your sales go up and down and up and down. Right. I sell a lot. My sales are a lot higher in the winter than they are in the summer because joggers' says they joggers' says cost a lot more money than the t shirt. So.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. So did you learn? Did you learn? Was it has it been different year to year, or did it take you two years to figure out? Okay, winter time, I need to shift from T-shirts to joggers. Well, no, you said you kind of started T-shirts way back in 2016, but then like with the brand, you learn T-shirts, then joggers. Then hold on, let's hold on. Let me get ahead of myself. What all do you sell? Because you sell, because I know you sell T-shirts. What all? What all you got I... in your inventory? I see the, I see the big the warehouse in the background so what will we work
0: t-shirts with? oh um t-shirts hoodies socks jogger uh, yes we have black little socks, let me the see socks sock. to match this yes. shirt The you socks, the sock. match set
1: that you got on you got a sock on you let me let me see the i sock. do i gotta <laughs> i gotta see the, sock. the side we... uh okay
0: but, of course, I, I get these from somebody else. But, yes, I sell um, hats. I actually ran out. I got to get some more. But that's, I think that's it.
1: Man, so basically, herb, like not, not like urban wear, but, you know, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, socks. If it's casual, mm-hmm. you can wear it. You can wear it, right. Okay. So did Unis- you learn?
0: Unisex clothing.
1: When did you start expanding from t- from just t-shirts to the other stuff, apparel?
0: Um, I think I didn't I didn't attract I didn't do that until um, last year, winter time. Mm. Because and I didn't do it until because I always sold the t-shirts and then in the mm-hmm. hood and then I sold hoodies as well. But then my customers like you had to listen to your customers. They started asking me like, you don't have no joggers. You don't got no jogger sets. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Let me get on the, the computer and find some jogger sets. Like almost everything I do is to people ask me. You don't have no hat. Man, I love it, have hat to match this shirt. And I'm like, okay, people love it, have hat to match shirt. Let me get some shirts. Let me get some socks. So, mm-hmm. I really listen to my customers. I listen to them about colors, about mm-hmm. everything. So they really drive me to do everything I do with my business.
1: How do you uh? What do you do to get that feedback? Just random emails or like what like because that that connection with your community and customer base that's really important so how do you connect
0: literally i can post something on instagram and people will just comment Mm. under it and be like or i have like the little um thing on the website where you can message me and people were messaging me on my website asking do you have joggers and i'm like no i don't but i can get some very soon so, that's when I started looking into getting the joggers and everything.
1: Did it take you a long time to get the joggers?
0: mm
1: on. I get on so, stuff pretty quickly. So, it was that quick. <laughs> that quick? Yeah. And that? And that. So you but it kind of
0: paid off that I knew about wholesale before I started mm. and everything with my other business. So, I kind of knew about how to get other items other than t-shirts because of previous
1: knowledge in my other business honestly yo that's that's big because it, it's important that people hear that because sometimes it's not the first thing that you do that is like the successful thing but the knowledge right. from the first thing can help you down the line with the second oh, the yeah. third the fourth thing because you already have the experience
2: right
1: boy that's huge okay I know I'm getting all your b am I getting too personal? I know I'm asking a lot of deep no. personal behind the scenes questions.
0: No, you're fine.
1: Alright, cool. So on a scale of like is is it easier to be a, a business owner or is it easier just to sit back and, and be just a general employee working at a factory? It's
0: easier to work in a general factory as an employee.
1: But is it more rewarding? I will tell
0: you that. But it's way more rewarding. Own the business. I say that because when you own a business, you everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm the social media person. I'm the, I'm the CEO. I make the clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm the uh, customer service. I'm the person at the pop up shops. Like, I'm everything. So when you work at a job, most time you have one thing you do. Well, when you work in the factory, you have one task. You do that one task every night and you go home. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes. I work more on my own business than I work when I did work at the factory eight hours I feel like sometimes I put in more than eight hours working for myself mm-hmm. so that's why you really do like Lazy. I don't think a lazy person can run a business I really stand on that because if you don't even if you don't like to work you cannot run a business because you're gonna work ten times more when you work for yourself mm-hmm
1: okay right. hey, tell, tell tell the people something tell them that man, it's not for the lazy not for the faint of heart
0: it's not it's not for the lazy it's not for the weak it's not for the people that don't believe like mm-hmm. it's some it's so many times that i just i've been frustrated like man like because every it's literally up and down up and down every month i'm i'll be 100% honest every month it's not the same you're not always going to make the same amount that you make last mm-hmm. month the next month that's why you gotta say don't just because you have a big month. Don't spend all that money from the big month because you don't know what next month gonna be like. Mm. So it it's just don't look at your daily sales. Don't do that because literally it's days where you can make. I've made zero dollars and zero cents in days. I've made over a thousand. So yeah, you look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. You have to. You just have to. I don't know. You have to believe in yourself and yeah. never give up.
1: So. I'm I'm a huge believer that before you can have like professional success, like whether it's in your business or in your career, like you have to have a personal, like a personal change, like something within you personally has to grow in order for you to be able to to handle being the accountant, the social media manager, the the shipping person, to be able to handle like have, it takes something personal. To make that switch and to be able to grow in that professional sense what what, what was does. that what was that personal change for you that you have to learn
0: um to be 100 percent honest when i first started my brand i was in a relationship
1: mm-hmm.
0: with um a guy that i was that i had i known since high school but we yeah. hadn't dated since high school or whatever so it was our second time dating and I kind of got really wrapped up in him. And I was kind of, I wasn't as focused on my business. So we, and of course, like, that's why I always tell people like four months into the me starting Black Love, my Black Love and I broke up. And at first, like, it was hard. It was hard for me to get up every day trying to push Black Love when I didn't feel no love, you know? like I didn't feel love at all but I think that it was necessary because it pushed me like I was really I was really focused in on him I was focused on me too but I was more focused on him as well so when it's like when we ended up breaking up and I finally you know got myself out of that oh, mood and got myself back together like mm-hmm. I think that's when the whole shift came for me like and I was able to focus in more on my business and and actually
1: push black Love. so and yeah. shout out shout out to the buster and uh <laughs> pushing you to focus more on your business instead of on his weak self shout shout out Man. to him um you 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 been dropped a lot of like so when I went on social media i i I started I did this and this. how did you learn how to like grow your social media to where it is now
0: I I don't know. People <laughs> always ask me that, like they like, what did you do to get 16k followers? I'm like, I I don't know. I don't know how it happened. It just it just started. My my social media literally just started growing. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think it was it had a lot to do with me running ads because running ads, you, you do gain a lot of followers that way. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was a it was a point where like the George Floyd and all the stuff happened. And people were really pushing black owned businesses. Mm -hmm. and they were tagging me in a lot of things and like my followers just started growing and growing and growing but as far as me having a plan i did not have a plan Mm -hmm. i i did it just happened honestly
1: and you just being yourself
0: (laughs) yeah that's basically how it happened and like i normally post like the um I do professional and that's why I tell a lot of people like I do professional photo shoots and everything for my brand. I'm not telling anybody how to do for their brand, but yeah. it all has to like you have to connect the dots. Like if somebody sees an ad and they click on the ad and they go to the Instagram, and Instagram don't look good, they're not gonna follow it. So you have to make your social media look good. So that's why I always been really professional. Like I'm always making sure my social media look professional, my website look professional. If I'm in the um doing a setup for an event, my my setup gonna look professional, that people it's people that would not buy a shirt for me because they wouldn't be able to buy a shirt because um, there's white people that come up to my stand and be Mm -hmm. like, wow, I really love this brand, like this is so nice this is so beautiful, like taking pictures of it, and I'm like
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and so, it's all about you have to bring it all together, like I know some people, some people don't care about the visual aspect, but it's a lot of people that care about how much effort you put into your brand. So I always tell everybody, like, make sure you have a good setup, make sure your social media looks good, don't just throw, don't just throw it together. Make sure your website looks good. If you don't know how to make your website look good, ask somebody, mm-hmm. pay somebody.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: just so happen that I just so happen to know about it because I went to school for, it, even though I didn't finish. So that's why. But if you don't know anybody, then you might reach out pay somebody to do it but make sure your everything looks good because that's what brings followers in as well
1: y'all you you talking that talk right now because a lot of people don't want to invest (laughs) in their brand they don't want to and and like you said you said you were not even taking a stop okay see we we talking now because you because you said you invested in taking professional shots Did did you did you say you did your website or you had somebody do that too
0: I did my own website, but on Shopify, they have free things. They have paid things. The free things, they're not that good. So mm-hmm. I had not paid for a thing. Like, the free things don't optimize that well. I'll tell anybody that. That's just a gem for anybody. The free things are not op- optimize from web to mobile. So
2: mm-hmm. you might want to get
0: a paid thing because if somebody, I don't know, if somebody clicks on your website and it, it doesn't optimize well, they can't even shop on it. You know and there's certain things about website that you just have to know a lot of stuff i learned from youtube youtube the, academy you,
1: you, <laughs> shout out to shout out to youtube university youtube, YouTube. academy uh, yes so so you telling me i can't i can't blow up with just canva
0: go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i hope you got the professional one they cost nine dollars a month uh, but... i can't
1: even do the free version <laughs> No,
0: but Canva is really good for like your social media. I highly recommend Canva for social media.
1: But but stop, but stop being cheap and use that that paid version.
0: Yes, just get the paid version. You can get every. I have the paid version on Canva. I do some things on Canva. A lot of things I don't. But
1: but you got to invest.
0: That's you have I mean. to invest in your business. That's why I'm saying from the beginning. Don't take any money out. I know. Sometimes you might do a show and you might make $400. And you might, oh, well, I owe myself $100. Put that back in there. And that's why people be like, what I put all the money back in. And almost every time I would do an event or something that I made good money at, I would go buy something for my business. That's what that's what I owe my business something. Because mm-hmm. my business is what made this money. So I owe my business something. So let me go buy myself a, a label printer so I don't have to keep on putting these labels out and 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 taping them on the package or let Mm -hmm. me go i didn't buy bought plenty of things just for my business to help my business out maybe go maybe go buy some professional packaging because people appreciate that like it's different things that i invested in when i would make good money instead of just putting it in my pocket and going and buying me something
1: right so but d but what if i want to go to dubai what if I wanna to go to Hawaii? What if I wanna to go to Vegas for the weekend? What if I wanna to go to Miami? You know, I just I just made thirteen last month. I think I can I can spend two. I can spend two on me. No, I can't do that.
0: You gotta make some Dubai money first. That's how I feel. Hello. I ain't made Dubai money yet. I'm not I haven't made my goal was like I made goals for myself. Like mm-hmm. my goal this year was to make a hundred K. So I'm trying to get to my 100K. I'm not trying to go to no Dubai and all uh, them other things. And if I did want to go to Dubai, then go get you, go do, go do a side hustle or go get a job,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like a, work a job if you wanna. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. Working like doing my business full time, I have been like, like man, I'm missing out. You know, I ain't, I ain't been able to do this. I ain't been able to do that. I can't do things like that. And I even. I applied for a um, little part-time job because I want to be able to go on little trips. I want to take my daughter, my daughter on trips and stuff like that. So, I, I'm an advocate for telling everybody, you know, to go ahead and quit, quit your job, be your own boss. But at the same time, I feel like you do have to be making an X amount of money a month before you do that.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: my sales have been up and down, up and down, up and down. It's been up and down to the point I'm like, okay, it's time for me to. Time, time for me to, to go back into the workforce a little bit, and mm-hmm. to be 100% honest, I felt like I failed a little bit, like, man, like, my business is supposed to be doing... But at the same time, I'm a single mother, so I had to do what's best for me and my child. And did I fail? No. My business is still going to be as big as I want it to be, but I had to make a, a very hard decision to go back. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. That's why I, That's why I was saying earlier, like, make sure you making X amount of money before you quit. Make sure you not taking too much money out because you can't get to the point where you do go broke. Like, it can't happen. It, mm-hmm. ha- it can't happen to anybody. I've seen, I literally saw on Instagram about this um, business. They make the backpacks. I can't think of what the name of it is, but they were on Instagram talking about how they were going to have to shut their business down. And I was like, man, like, I don't never want to get to the point where I feel like I gotta shut my business down. Like if it gets that hard, I'm gonna go back to work, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make make some funds, and I'm gonna keep my business going because I don't want my I don't never want my business to get to the point that it's gonna get shut down.
1: Mm-hmm. So, man, okay. yeah, I feel you. Okay, so before we wrap up, I got I just got two more questions. So the first yeah. one is. What's next for for the Black Love brand? What's what what what's next? I know you said you you, you you're hitting that you you shooting for that six figures, but what yes. but what is what's next for the Black Love brand moving forward?
2: Um,
0: I would probably say long term. Hopefully not as long. Next is I want to get a kiosk in the mall. Mm-hmm. To sell in person, um, that's a big goal of mine. In the hundred k, also a big goal of mine. Um, those are probably the two biggest goals that I um I want to see my brand in in a store somewhere. That's mm-hmm. probably what's next to me. What I've been um trying to figure out what I'm gonna do next. Honestly,
1: cool. All right, last question. Look into the camera. And give somebody who is, like, from the same background as you, who's watching this podcast, trying to figure out how to start their own t-shirt brand, or really just trying to really start their business and take it to the next level, and looked at you and said, man, if I could just do that, I could do that. So give give them some words of encouragement that you would need in that position.
2: Um,
0: honestly, I would say, if you want to do it, then just do it. And... When you do it, do it well, and don't ever give up on doing it.
1: Can't close it out no better than that. All right, y'all. <laughs> Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Be sure to uh, go follow. Where where can people follow the the brand um, and, and buy a shirt? Buy buy a shirt. Um, you
0: can buy the buy the shirts um at www.blackloveapparel.com. I was dot spelled on his shirt? D-L-K-L-U-V apparel.com. <laughs> and Instagram. Facebook, everything, all the social media um, handles are Black Appear- uh, blackloveapparel.com as well.
1: Big ups to you, Dee. Um Appreciate y'all for checking out the episode. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on audio platforms like Spotify and uh, what's that other one? iTunes. Uh, be sure to give us that five-star review and share this with somebody who really needs this. So y'all know how we're doing. We're doing this every single Thursday to help you create your version of a good life. Until then, we'll see you next week.